I'm your host, Dave C, and you're listening to Never Isolated, a show hosted here on TalkShoe, and the show ID is 7910667, and you're most welcome. Indeed you are, and it's just as well. This uh, call series is called Never Isolated and not <laughs> Never Late, because I'm a little bit late today. Yes, um, during the week, uh, this program that deals with the world pandemic, COVID-19, uh, and through the week, I try and get out information that will perhaps serve or help people to uh, to negotiate some of the, the things that are going on, particularly in the UK where I'm based, uh, but for other interested parties in other English-speaking uh, parts of the world, or where maybe English is their second language. But at the weekend, the weekend, that goes all to one side and we go to the games cupboard and we get the games out and the game in question that we play here is called the lonesome quiz lonesome because unfortunately i don't have a group of people taking the quiz together with me but i do it live as though that were the case and that means that uh, you will be able to think during the quiet times between the questions but it also means that you will not know whether you have quote-unquote won the quiz unless of course you get a perfect score well we've been doing these for a number of weekends now which means that we are now up to um an episode which is actually um wow we are up indeed to episode 89 episode 89 the lonesome quiz 14 now it should have gone up for the week, the um, the first part of the weekend, Saturday. Well, this is going to be appearing on the feeds for Sunday, um, the twelfth of uh, July, and um, hopefully we will do it within one hour. And to that end, because I keep going over it, I keep I keep uh, I keep talking. You see, that's the trouble. And um, so I've reduced, I've taken out one round this week. So there are just five rounds and there are about 400 points up for grabs because each question will garner you 10 points if you get it right. If I have to give you a clue, that drops down to five points. But they may also be bonuses. Yes, we like bonuses here. So without any further ado, oh yes, we'll have one further ado. I just play in one little helpful message pre-recorded for my, from myself. This is Never Isolated podcast here on TalkShoe. And please remember, we have a Twitter account, Never Isolated, all one word. Show ID is 7910667. Indeed. So uh, there you go. Uh, well, um, I should just say that um, as, uh, as we have five rounds, um, we'll, we'll try and get through, and these are new rounds created they're not i'm not uh, going back to some of the ones that i did six seven eight nine years ago so let's see i'm wondering where we start okay let's get started with round one there you see that's what we're going to do so it's an anagrams round yes oh you love those now i think i may have used this topic slightly before but um, i thought we'd go nuts Yes, let's go nuts again. Um, so what the anagrams will be will be a type of nut. And um, this might have a slight overlap to a past anagram round. But um, uh, 
we'll go with it and we've got six of them to get all right so the anagram for the first one is man's old and indeed so that you've got exactly the correct letters to make um, the answer up from the anagram i'm going to read out those letters man's old is m a n s o l d and i've tried to keep them to easier answers this time because uh, rather than spending a lot of time uh, having people thinking and there being a lot of silence we don't want that we don't want that it's a quick fire round think of a type of nut the anagram of which I've given you is man's old. And we'll move straight on by counting down in five, four, three, two, one. The answer is almonds. Man's old is an anagram of almonds. OK, question two, there are six in this round. Ah, cam, aid, ma. Ah, cam, aid, ma. And that is spelt. Did I say you needed a piece of pen and paper? Well, perhaps you want to pause, get yourself a pen and paper. You might, indeed, it might help you get through this round a little bit quicker. Now, I hope you've unpaused me. So, the anagram is ah, cam, aid, ma. A, C, a M A I D M A. Think of a nut that that could be made of an anagram from those letters A Cam Aid Ma. And then five, four, three, two. One, the answer is macadamia, macadamia nut. But the word nut wasn't added to that one. It's just known as macadamia. Number three, zeal hunts, zeal hunts. Z-E-A-L-H-U-N-T-S, zeal hunts. I'm giving you time and then counting down zeal hunts in five, four, three, two, one. Hazelnuts. Hazelnuts is what it uh, is an anagram of. Number four, poor sec, poor sec. H A W S E C or sec H A W S E C and have a think and then we'll count you down. In five, four, 
three, two, one. It's horsek is cashew, cashew nuts, cashew. Number five, even here through the first round, wonderful, right. Etch, stun, etch, stun. E T C H S T U N. What nut does that spell when you try rearranging those letters? Etch, stun. And in five, four, three, two, one, etch, stun, chestnut, chestnut. Last one, iota, chips, iota, chips, I-O-T-A. C-H-I-P-S, Iota Chips. And the site you use to uh, do the grams is www.wordsmith.org forward slash anagram forward slash. And Iowa, uh, sorry, Iota Chips, let's not mislead you there, is... Five, four, three, two, one. The answer is pistachio. Pistachio, that green. When you get the green ice cream, it's got pistachio nuts in it. Well, that went rather quickly, rather well out. What happens now? Okay, let's move on to round two. Okay, indeed we are on round two. Now, this is a... Um, Perhaps slightly complicated, but the actually is it's straightforward in a way because round two is about football in the European sense of football, or basically the rest of the world other than America, who would call it soccer, and American football, which is the American main sport, although football soccer is gaining a lot of uh, followers in the United States. So basically, it's about rules. No, you're not going to have to work out the rules. I'm going to give you the rules. All you have to say is, does that rule apply to soccer or football, or does it apply to American football? Easy peasy. That's simple enough, isn't it? Yes, we should be able to get our heads around this. And there are just six questions in this round. Remember, I am trying to keep us under the one hour mark. Okay, question one. This is the rule. Does it apply? Uh, and I'm hopeless uh, some American ones <laughs> and I haven't uh, realized that the, the rule is in both, but hopefully we have done our due diligence and here we go. Question one, the rule. A player can be offside from a throw-in. A player can be offside from a throw-in. Which rule is that relevant to? And let's say the word either soccer or American football. 
And the answer is coming up. A player can be offside from a throw-in in football. Yes, that rule came in in 1878, that a player can be offside from a throw-in. Question two. The rule. The ball becomes dead and the down ends when a kick ball comes to rest. The ball becomes dead and the down ends when a kicked ball comes to rest. And very shortly, we're going to give the answer. 10 points for every correct one up to now. I haven't given any clues, really. And the answer is for number two, that's an American football rule. American football rule. Number three. A free kick is also used to restart the game following a safety. A free kick is also used to restart a game following a safety. Is it soccer or American football? Again, we won't wait long between asking the question, posing the question and replying with the answer And the answer is, that's an American football one as well. Yes, a free kick in soccer is usually taken when somebody has been fouled and the referee blows his whistle or it's pointed out by the linesman that a foul has taken place and the side, the team that's been fouled, has that free kick. Number four, the introduction of red and yellow cards. Now, I'm going to tell you what they stand for in a minute, but then it goes down to five points. Is that soccer or American football? Okay, if the referee shows a yellow card, the player is on a warning. If they make a further offence, like a bad tackle, during that match, they will be shown a second card, which is the red one, and then they have to leave the pitch, and the side will be down one man. So if you needed that extra information before you were hesitated and chose, the answer is soccer. Yeah, that's ordinary football, soccer. Number five, a goal may be scored directly from a corner kick. By the way, um, I should have just mentioned uh, those red and yellow cards were brought into the rules system in 1970. I'm thinking that's fairly not long ago. Well, 1970 is 50 years ago. It seems unbelievable to me anyway. Number five, then, a goal may be scored directly from a corner kick. And the answer to that is soccer again. Soccer. Yes, you have uh, that. And that was brought in in 1924. We've actually got eight in this round, not six, eight. Okay. Number six. 
If a team scores a touchdown in the overtime period, the game is immediately over and the try is not attempted. If a team scores a touchdown in the overtime period, the game is immediately over and the try is not attempted. They haven't got a chance to convert it for more points. And that happens in American football. Number seven. Each team receives three timeouts per half. Three timeouts per half. Which is it, soccer or American football? And we're going to the answer. The answer is American football. And the final one on this easy peasy round. The kickoff may be kicked in any direction. The kickoff may be in any direction. Now, this was introduced in 2016. Prior to that, the ball had to go forwards, uh, forwards of the halfway line, or at least in line with it. But that rule was changed in 2016. You're still on the 10 points. But was it soccer or was it American football? And the answer is soccer. Yes, that's a rule in soccer. Okay, two rounds done. Wonder what comes next. Uncharted territory. Hope you're doing okay. It's time for round three. Yes, remember we've only got five rounds at this time. Right, we're going high round now. Shakespeare's plays. Yeah. I've got eight questions again on this. I think I I did a couple. I I made them six question rounds and then when... I decided to stick to five rounds. I I just added a few more questions to the end. So there are eight questions. Shakespeare, you're not good on Shakespeare. Oh, well, you don't have to guess because you don't have to guess the name. And what I'm going to do is tell you the name. All you have to tell me, our answer is, is it a Shakespeare comedy? Is it Shakespeare history? Or is it one of Shakespeare's tragedies? Those are the three types of Shakespeare plays. So either comedy, history, or tragedy. Sounds like a song. I'm sure there was a song in the 80s that sounded like that. Tragedy. I'm not singing. I won't upset you by singing. Here we go then. Number one. Twelfth night. Comedy, history, Tragedy. You may as well have a guess. You've got uh, three, one. I would suggest for speed, if you've got your pen and paper, just write the letter C for comedy, H for history, T for tragedy, just so you 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 know you, you you've committed to one of them. And twelfth night is answer a comedy. Ten points if you put comedy. Number two, Othello. Comedy, history, tragedy. Which? And very shortly we're coming up with the answer. Othello was a tragedy. Number three. Richard III. A comedy, a history, a tragedy. Richard III. 
the answer coming up for number three is Richard III was one of Shakespeare's histories. Number four, Henry V. Henry V. I think that's one where I know a famous quote from. Once more into the breach, dear friends, and da da dee and da da da. Yeah. Those who lie abed this morn will curse there on this St. Crispin's Day. I think that's it. Right. Is it comedy, history, a tragedy? Henry V was a history. History. Uh, number five. Measure for measure. Comedy. History or tragedy, measure for measure. We'll just play that little clip in to give you a moment's thinking time. This is Never Isolated podcast here on TalkShoe. And please remember, we have a Twitter account, Never Isolated, all one word. Show ID is 7910667. Okay, well, measure for measure was a comedy, a comedy. Number six, as you like it. Yes, that's the question. That's the uh, question. As you like it. As you like it as a comedy, as you like it as a history, as you like it as a tragedy. And we're going to go quickly to the answer on that. At least you've got one in three uh, of getting it anyway. As you like it was a comedy. Number seven, King Lear. King Lear. Comedy, history, or tragedy? King Lear. And we're going to give up the answer in a moment. And the answer is tragedy. Yes, I think some people may have thought, well, it must be history. It's another king story. It must be history. But it is written as a tragic story, a tragedy. And the last one in this round, King John. Now, that's giving you a dilemma after the last one, isn't it? You may have an idea it's between one of two, but is it a comedy, a history, or a tragedy? King John. And coming up, the answer is history. It was a history one. And um, I got the information about that from uh, a page online, opensourcesshakespeare.org, forward slash views, forward slash plays, forward slash plays, uh, uh, PHP, uh, with a list of them under the three different categories. Wow. We are motoring along here, aren't we? Okay, time for round four. Right, I think this is a fairly straightforward one because in many of these questions, I'm I'm almost giving you the answer. It's just a question of which answer. And um, perhaps this is a bit more difficult. Some you'll get, I hope. But we'll see. We want to stretch you a little bit, don't we? This is about countries whose capital city is not their largest city. So you may be operating under the illusion that a particular 
city. Oh, that's that big country in such and such. Sorry, that's that big city in such and such country. Therefore, that must be the capital of it. That's not always the case. So, let's see. Yes, I'm going to, because we've only got five rounds, I'm going to give you a chance to earn more points here. I'm going to name the country. If you only name one, it has to be either the capital or the largest city. But if possible, try and name two cities from the country. Okay. I'll let you say them either way around. It's between you and yourself whether you meant one was the largest and one was the capital. Okay? So there's 20 points for each of these six. Okay. Australia. I want two cities, the capital and the largest. And I'm going to give them in that order, the capital and then the largest. Uh, but if you say the two right names, then I'll then you have the points. Okay, this should be one of the easiest ones, so we'll move straight ahead with the answer to this on round four, uh, capital and largest city. Okay, Australia, the capital is Canberra, but the largest city is Sydney with 5.3 million population. And that was where the last census was done on all of these. Okay, if you only name one, and it's one of those two, then you get 10 points. If you name two, you get 20 points. Okay, question two. Brazil, capital, largest city. Capital and largest city, in that order if you can. And as long as you, na if you name two and they're the right two, then you get 20 points. And for Brazil, the answer is the capital is Brasilia. The largest city is Sao Paulo. Or Sao Paulo. I'm not sure how you spell, uh, say it, but it's S-A-O and then P-A-U-L-O. And that has a population of 1.45 million. 1.45 million. Okay, number three, Switzerland. This might be one of the ones where you get the two answers right, but you may not be sure which is which. But if you name the same two as I do, then you get the points. Switzerland. And if nothing else, you're hopefully learning a few more facts down the line. Okay, Switzerland. The capital city is Bern, B-E-R-N, Bern. But the largest city is Zurich. But even that has just under 400,000 people, not even half a million. So it's Bern and Zurich. So if you said the two, 20 points. Number four, Canada. Canada, the two cities, capital, largest city. Canada. And we're going to move to the answers. These are things you probably either know or don't know. 
Okay, the capital is Ottawa. The largest city is Toronto. And Toronto has uh, two and three quarter million, two, 2.73 million inhabitants. Number five. Well, I hope you get this one. USA. United States of America. Capital, largest city. Maybe you're pretty sure about one, but not too sure of the other. USA and the answer, the two answers are capital, Washington, D.C. You need that D.C. on there. Washington, D.C. And the largest city is New York City, New York, with 9.4 million, 9.4 million. And, of course, it has a lot of suburban areas outside the city limits. Last one, number six on this round, round four, is India. India. Capital, largest city. And remember, we're all every five rounds today, so round five will be the next round, and we're just about 30 minutes in, so we may be done and dusted in the 40 minutes. I was trying to get an hour, just over an hour seems a little bit long to ask people to commit. I don't want it to be less than 40 minutes. Um, if this ends up being only 40 minutes, then what I will do is either go back to the six rounds, but only with six questions at each, or maybe I'll make sure this five rounds as today, but every round has eight questions in it. Uh, something of that order. Okay. India, the two answers are the capital is New Delhi and the largest city is Mumbai. And Mumbai has a population of 12 million, 12.44 uh, million, nearly 12 and a half million. And there's a wiki page for this list of countries whose capital is not their largest city or with underscores between those words. Right, I better go to the, um, this one, this clip is round five. And not only is it round five, it's the final round. And it's an audio round. Yes, you were pleased at that. Now, I, I moved away from music, but we're back to voices. Now, again, apologies if any of these have cropped up before, but I don't think these particular clips have. And I'm going to play clips from, sometimes they're from a, an actual show, sometimes it may be from an interview, whatever. But um, the comedian, our comedian, who's speaking, if there's more than one voice, the main voice that you hear. Um, and these are both sides of the pond. These are both sides of the pond. Again, I might play them twice with slightly longer play the second time but there are key words that give it away so i've got to be a little bit careful here so here we go all you've got to do with this one is who what's the name of the comedian not necessarily the show the comedian on you work your way beyond beer you go beyond beer you start into wine for the very elegant people people a lot of people who are very elegant are in montauk going damn it i wish i could have been there but no 
doing a slight accent there, but doing stand-up as well. You must have got that, did you? If I play it the second time and you still need to hear that because you've not made up your mind yet and you get it on the second play, then you only get five points. So have you got your name fixed in? Here's the second play. You're down to five points if you only now recognize it. On, you work your way beyond beer. You go beyond beer, you start into wine. For the very elegant people, people, a lot of people who are very elegant are in Montauk going, damn it, I wish I could have been there, but no, I'm not. <laughs> Some people who have, you know, I don't know whether they have the red wine with the fish or the chicken. What's the matter, asshole? They're dead. Uh, sorry about that language. I thought it was cotton or that. It was the wonderful Robin Williams. Robin Williams. I'm sure you knew that one. Robin Williams for number one. There are eight in this round, by the way. Number two. You know, it's a real thrill to do these shows from New York. This is my home. I was born here. Now, I've done that very, played that very short because I, I think that's a very recognizable uh, voice. But he, he is a comedian from an earlier age. But I think a lot of repeats on on TV. I think people will be familiar with that voice. I hope I'm not being too strict. I will play it again, uh, but we drop down to five points. Okay. Concentrate on the voice. Concentrate. You know, it's a real thrill to do these shows from New York. This is my home. I was born here. Of course, Gracie was born in San Francisco, and... It was really vaudeville that got us together. I'll never forget I was uh, playing the Gem Theater in San Francisco. And uh, that name of his partner, I think, somewhat gave it away. That was George Burns. He was talking about George and uh, Gracie. Uh, George Burns, the pipe-smoking comedian who was going, he booked a stage to do a performance on his 100th birthday. He almost made it too. I think he can't remember if he was 98 or 99 when he sadly passed away. But um, um, yeah, he, he was performing all his life. Always had a cigar in his mouth on stage. Okay, we're up to number three. Who's this? Oh, New York Yankees, here we come. Hold on a minute, friend. What's that? Did you say? Now, there's a second voice then. It was the first voice where I'm going to play this the same length again, but it's the first voice you hear. You're still on 10 points. Oh, New York Yankees, here we come. Hold on a minute. Now, did you recognize that voice? It's a clip from a show that he has. I may accept the name of the show on this one. Okay, if you've locked in your answer, great. Um, you're down to five points if you only get it from now on. Oh, New York Yankees, here we come. Hold on a minute, friend. What's the matter? Did you say Yankees? Yeah. I was going to keep this a surprise, Hank. You're going to get a tryout with the New York Yankees. Oh, I don't reckon I can do that, Sergeant. My daddy wouldn't hold still for me being on the same side with you. And he mentioned the word sergeant there. He was playing the role of Sergeant Bilko. So I'll accept that as an answer, our Bilko. But it was Phil Silvers was the comedian. Phil Silvers for number three. Number four. Got eight, remember. Here we go. I'll, I'll tell you the way the stars meet. 
lifestyles are today, I'm glad I'm married because if I was single, I could never get married looking like this, you know. Now, voices changed. A lot went a lot raspier uh, as she got older. She sounds quite young on that uh, older clip there from her stand-up. So she actually got more famous as she got older. And I'll give you a clue in a minute on this one. Let me play it again, but it's still on 10 at the moment, then I'll give you a clue. are today i'm glad i'm married because if i was single i could never get married looking like this you know and i feel sorry for any single girl today the styles and the whole society is not the single girl you know that yeah i think that's rather difficult so i'm going to uh, give you a close still stay at 10 points um as she got older into her 60s and 70s she had quite well apologies to the lady but it looked as though she'd had quite a bit of cosmetic surgery and facelifts or whatever they call them. Um, um, and very outspoken, very, and her voice went deeper and deeper. Well, I think you will have either got it. I'll play it again, but only to reaffirm the actual fact you may well be surprised. That was Joan Rivers. are today i'm glad i'm married because if i was single i could never get married looking like this you know and i feel sorry for any single girl today the styles and the whole society is not the single girls you know that single men yes a man yeah she went a lot more um um i don't know whether it was the smoking or whatever it was but uh, her voice went certainly an awful lot deeper than that okay we're up to number five here we go Captain Spaulding has kindly consented to tell us about his trip to Africa. Captain Spaulding. Friends, I'm going to tell you of that great, mysterious, wonderful continent known as Africa. Africa is God's country. And it's the gentleman's voice, the gentleman who we're interested in, not the lady introducing him, uh, speaking in one of their famous films. Uh, one of his famous films, but he, well, I can't, if I said anything more, I'm giving too many clues away. But I'll play it again, but not the lady. The second person who speaks is the name we want. Captain Spaulding has kindly consented to tell us about his trip to Africa. Captain Spaulding. Friends, I'm going to tell you of that great, mysterious, wonderful continent known as Africa. Africa is God's country, and he can have it. Well, sir, we left New York drunk and early on the morning of February 2nd. And I think most people will have got that. It was Groucho Marx. I think that was from Duck Soup. Uh, Groucho Marx. That was number five. So we're up to, would you believe, we're up to number six. And here we go. By these enormous whirling brushes. And they keep whipping and lashing at my butt. I can only play a little bit of that. If uh, my friend Ian is playing this, he would have got that one in about a split second of a nanosecond. I'll play that very short clip again. By these enormous whirling brushes, and they keep whipping and lashing at my body. And... To make it easier, well, still 10 points. That is a British comedian, British comedian. 
Okay, I'll see if I can play a little bit longer, but you're down to five points if you haven't already got it. By these enormous whirling brushes, and they keep whipping and lashing at my body, and all my clothes fall off. And suddenly this garage attendant comes towards me with a dipstick, and he plunges it into one of the brushes, and the whole car wash. Well, lots of innuendo there from Kenny Everett. Kenny Everett. Okay, number seven. Only two more to go. We're at the end of the quiz. Wow. Here we go at number seven. Visuals, oh, hello, Hoggy Tonks. How are you? Well, sir. Oh, you. Um, and it uh, was not the person asking the question, it was the person proceeding to answer. I'm sorry, I should have perhaps trimmed that a little bit more, but we'll play it again. And that was a very funny, very camp Dick Emery, Dick Emery there. Um, and we've just got one final question on this quiz. Wow. Here we go. Final voice. Oh, pardon me, mister, but did uh, my man come over? Yeah, a very short clip for that voice. I'm sure that's a highly recognisable voice. I'll play the same short bit again. Oh, pardon me, mister, but did uh, my man come over and put some of my clothes in your luggage? Yeah. All right. If you haven't got it, I'm going to give you a clue, but you're down to five points if you need this clue. Um, it, he would, I don't know, I think I'm getting the right one. I think he used to play a violin um, quite badly, but on purpose quite badly. All right, I'll play it again and I'll tell you the answer. Oh, pardon me, mister, but did uh, my man come over and put some of my clothes in your luggage? And the answer was Jack Benny. That was the wonderful Jack Benny. I always used to tell the jokes with a very straight face, and he'd stare off to one side of the stage, or to uh, looking absent-minded, as though he just didn't know what he'd said and why people are laughing. But a wonderful long career, um, most of it on stage, but also on the TVs um, in the black and white era. If you can go back that far, well. Would you believe it? Would you, Adam, believe it? That's the end 
of our quiz. That is, um, oh, that's that's pretty amazing. That's episode 89 of Never Isolated Lonesome Quiz 14. And I'm sorry, apologies for it being a little bit late. It, it, a light will be showing up as going up on the Sunday. Um, I'm actually uh, recording this on a, an unlisted site, so I'm actually doing this early Monday, uh, but it will be dated Sunday. So um, all it remains for me to do is to let my pre-recorded self say bye for now. Thank you for listening to Never Isolated, show ID 791 0667, hosted here on Torture. Bye for now.